welcome to Stoner Chicks Podcast, the podcast for stoners by Stoner Chicks. I'm Stephanie Thompson. I'm Phoebe Richards. I'm Grace Penzel. And I'm Kayla Teal. And we're all here getting toasty, isn't that right? Yes. Yes, I have a, a fresh bong packed. Me too. Why don't we pick up our pieces, cheers to each other, clink, cheers, and have a little toki smoke. That's right. It's going into my lungs right <laughs> now. And we hope that you're in a place where even if you can't smoke, you can feel feel it start mm, that even if you can't smoke right now, you can start feeling elevated is what I was going for. I've already been smoking a lot. I've uh, I had a long day at work and so I hit the ground running when I got home. Plus, I had to prepare for a segment that I'm doing later. So I had to get really baked as soon as I got home. Oh, is that a clue? We don't know what the segment is. But you had to be baked to plan it. Interesting. I guess we'll find out after the smoke break. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Phoebe here, and I'm going to second time hit my bong. (laughs) You're going to hit it again, back to back? All right. Yeah, baby. What did you end up naming your new bong? Oh, she's hitting it. But she asks as she I know, right as she's hitting it. Phoebe might have talked about her new bong on Patreon, but not yet on the main pod. On the main pod, yeah. Did I not put it on the main pod? I don't don't think think so. so. Oh, yes, I got a new bong, and I had Instagram help me name it. (laughs) Phoebe, what's the name of your new bong? Stay puffed. Oh, shit, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Stay puffed, bong mellow, man. I think so. I think I'm realizing that name's not going to work. I can't even remember it. (laughs) (laughs) Stay puffed. Bong Mellow Man is cute. Did a listener give you that idea? Yeah, a listener and friend, Aaron. So if you're listening, Aaron, thank you. I really did like it. And (laughs) sorry, I'm such a stoner. I think I'm going to rename it right now live on the air. Sorry, everyone. Oh, I'm just naming it Green Thumb. Okay, that's cute. It is green. It's green. That's why. I garden. Cute. And know what else is green? Weed. Is weed. Yeah. (laughs) You know what else is weed? So in Instagram land, it has one name, but here in real life, it's called Green Thumb. Well, that's good. That was a fun journey. Yeah. (laughs) It was. We've probably even cut out part of the journey. I love it. So wait, what happened to your old bong? It broke? Uh, yeah. You don't want to talk about it? <laughs> well, I mean, okay, I guess it was a Patreon episode. I swear I told this story. All right, it's not a good, I mean, don't do this, but I got blacked out drunk. Oh, right. At a bar celebrating with friends. Yeah. And then I got home and everything was safe and it was fine. And then, but I had broken my bong. I apparently watched Bachelor in Paradise <laughs> while blackout drunk and broke my bong. That is so When I cute. woke up, it was broken, and it was the pause at the end of an episode I had no memory of watching. <laughs> now you have to watch it again. Yeah. That's me life. <laughs> That's me life. I'm Phoebe. I've got a green thumb, I have. I have, I have. 
I make flowers grow out the ground. My name's Phoebe. <laughs> you know what else something Phoebe does? What? what? I watch a lot of movies. Oh, that is very true. Fuck. That is true. And that's my segue into... Stoner Movie Book Club. Yes, and this month we watched the movie Do Revenge, and Kayla had suggested this one, I believe. Yeah, I was very stoned, and at a certain part in the movie, I just got really excited and texted you all that we should do this movie. Do Revenge is a Netflix-produced <laughs> and streaming movie. I don't know why I said it that way. <laughs> it was made in 2022, and by made in, I mean came out in 2022. <laughs> and the Netflix write-up for it is as so. Popular Drea wants revenge on her boyfriend for publishing her sex tape. And exchange student Eleanor is haunted by a rumor. The two teenagers team up to take action against their tormentors. And said two teenagers are played by Maya Hawk and Camilla Mendez. And Maya Hawk is the daughter of Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawk, yeah. which is wild. Really? That wild. is wild. It I did not wild. know that. And also, I always love to point out it is directed by a female, it is directed by Jennifer Caton Robinson, and it was co written by her and Celeste Ballard. That's the movie we watched. Grace, I believe you were itching to start. I also want to say that Jennifer Caitlin Robinson also co-wrote Thor Love and Thunder, which I thought would mean something to you, Grace. Yes, it did. And actually, I think that there are similarities. Okay, so I have to be perfectly candid about how I feel about this film, which is that I really wanted to like it. I really wanted to like it. And I did for a little while. And then I really, really did not. I very much, by the end of this movie, did not like this movie and was pretty sad that I had spent two hours of my life watching it. <laughs> oh, bummer. <laughs> oh. So that's my kind of hot take. I just have to get it. I just have to get it out there. I think that they had a lot of big ideas. And my argument is it was a movie that was trying to do several different movies and it made a bit of a soup. Oh, speaking of, it also is based on Alfred Hitchcock's Strangers, yeah, Strangers on, a, on train. a Train. Yeah. Oh, what? Which is a movie from 1951 based on a book by Patricia Highsmith. So I think that was one of the problems is it was following the plot of an Alfred Hitchcock movie while also parodying Clueless, kind of, and like paying homage to to 90s teen movies. Yeah, it's interesting because that feels a little purposeful, right? Because Clueless is based on Emma, the novel Emma. That's right. That almost feels like another reach of like how referential it is. But maybe I'm reaching that it's like this is also based on I'm also going to take historical, not historical. I'm also going to take a piece of cinema that, or, you know, you guys know what I'm trying to say. Wow, I lost it. Yeah, basically, I think the whole film is very kind of self-aware in the way of like this is yes another teen movie and it has stuff that's very they literally say at one point oh no we're not gonna do a yeah you guessed it a makeover and 
There's also, I think, heavy references to 10 Things I Hate About You, which is another adaptation of a written work. So I totally agree with you, Phoebe. Yeah, Grace, I'm pretty much on your take. I was really enjoying it when it started, and then it started to lose me. And I think what I did instead of being angry about it, it was way too freaking long. But I kind of just was like, uh, this is not a movie made for me. I'm I'm 41. I don't know. I chose not to get angry about a teen movie, but I did think it was pretty bad. I did enjoy how many references it had to basically it seemed like Heather's, Clueless, Mean Girls and Cruel Intentions. I feel like almost everything in it was just taking from those. Yeah, it's interesting because it was a movie kind of heavily about like Gen Z being in high school, but it was written by a 34 year old woman more closer to somebody our age. And I was reading, there's a culture writer for BBC who's in Gen Z. She said the majority of media centered on our generation tends to miss the mark because the people making the films end up getting caught up in the idea of what Gen Z behavior is like as opposed to what it actually is, was her take. That's really interesting. So, Steph, are you a Strangers on the Train fan? And how did you find this film? I heard of it through you guys, and then... (laughs) I guess I mean, like, what was your take? My take... (laughs) See, when I see these cute little movies about private school or just these crazy (laughs) high schools that exist where everyone is, like, perfectly put together in these cute little pastel outfits... I just, I get taken to another place and I'm like, oh, this is a fun little film. (laughs) (laughs) And then maybe I'm, this is me being kind of a layman, but the twist at the end, I wasn't really expecting that. I wasn't either. I thought I knew what was going to happen the whole time. And then in the end, I did not. Yeah, I I didn't expect that. Oh, you mean the twist, not at the end, the twist barely happened. Over halfway through. (laughs) Sure. It is a long film. I thought the twist felt a little like, yeah, loaded. It was a movie I was, I think at the beginning I enjoyed and then was trying to keep enjoying. So it's not a movie you have to take that seriously. But then it felt bogged down by an overly complicated script where I was like, well, why does there need to be this much? Like, just keep it fun and referencing these old things. And I kind of and honestly, I wish it had gone farther. I wanted it to be like meaner or darker. Yeah. We've been talking about this movie a lot without actually describing literally anything about it. (laughs) So the movie involves a really popular girl at an extremely expensive private school. But the whole thing is that her and her mom are poor and that she's had to, like, create herself. But she's a really awful person. She's like she's very bad. She's shallow. She's mean and terrible and shallow and just cruel. Mm -hmm. And her boyfriend leaks pictures of her that I think it's a sex she, tape a sex or, tape or he like begged, a masturbating tape yeah he begged her to film herself and then he leaked it so we know that the whole time anyway it ruins her whole thing she's not going to be able to go to Yale she's really pissed about it she loses her friends and then this woman shows up or girl I guess Maya Hawk. Yeah. And you want to love her. She's gay and really cool and drives a cool old car and is really awkward. And she has a whole really serious, intense 
backstory, too, of betrayal, Mm -hmm. which is that someone outed her by saying that she was predatory towards them. Like the classic early age lesbophobia of being like, she's gay. She tried to kiss me. Right. And that it totally ruined her shit. And so the woman, the girl, sorry, I keep saying woman, but they're, they're supposed to be children. Um, (laughs) This is a teen movie. The girl who is poor, the poor girl who's mean, wants to get revenge and they agree to do each other's revenge. So you think that that's the whole movie, but they get halfway through and then should we reveal the twist? No, I don't think so. might no. watch it. I don't think we need to. We're not getting that deep. But anyway, it's like fun, but the pace is interesting. And I, I think towards the end, there's a lot going on. And I feel like there's some difficulty in the writing with coming to a sort of tidy conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. And could that be because it was like trying to follow the Alfred Hitchcock plot that it kind of was like, whoa, interesting. I didn't expect (laughs) it to do this. (laughs) I like the movie that I recommended it when I hadn't finished it yet. I recommended it to you all (laughs) while I was halfway through. And there was a part where there was a whole greenhouse full of weed that one of the girls at the high school grew and I was like, oh, shit, cool. There, one of them literally has a greenhouse full of weed. I'm going to recommend this for Stronger Movie Book Club. <laughs> yeah, my favorite parts of the movie were, so there's a good amount of casual weed smoking, super casual, never a big deal. Love that. And there's, I think, maybe one of the best scenes in the movie is they lace the entire, like, senior party. I don't know. It was called like a ring ceremony. Yeah, it was a senior class party, but they lace it all with mushrooms. So everyone is tripping hard on mushrooms. And I found that scene funny. It was a fun scene. I liked everyone's take. But really fucked up why they drugged everyone or and that they did that. You know, like not a cool thing in real life. But Well, sure, but they're in the movie. It was pretty fun. The movie's saying what they're doing is bad. Yeah. Well, I feel like a lot of the drug handling now that I watched it a second time was kind of bad. Like it feels like Drugs were also used as a way to threaten people or ruin people's reputations. Like at the beginning, she gets Sophie Turner's character kicked out of tennis camp for having coke when she didn't. And it was a total lie. And then she develops a coke problem. (laughs) I actually thought that was funny. It was really funny seeing Sophie Turner of Game of Thrones. It was funny seeing Sansa Stark be a comedy cameo role she yeah. was in the movie maybe like three times and was hysterical every time i love I her get over that she's married to a jonas brother <laughs> oh that's right yep yep sorry steph what were you gonna say oh i just love the part where she's painting and she's in like the rehab center and she's painting a picture of drea the main character to have horns and a snake coming out of her mouth <laughs> Yeah, there's some good moments. There is. It's a hot cast. Sarah Michelle Gellar's in it. Yeah, Sarah Michelle Gellar's the principal. Yeah, well, I mean, so much of it is homages to Cruel Intentions, which is yes, such a classic Sarah Michelle Gellar role movie. Also, the soundtrack had me screaming. I love the soundtrack of this movie. That was my favorite thing about the movie by far. If I could have a CD or a playlist that's just the soundtrack, that would make me very happy. Is there a Spotify is one on playlist? Spotify. I was listening to it today. Yeah. 
when both like, of you looked it up. There's like several covers of songs that play in Clueless. Yeah. yeah. And then there's, yeah, Hole and La Tigra. When the impression that I get by the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones came on, I got so excited. I don't know why I love that song so much. It must have been in like Brink or maybe even Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. And that's why I love it. <laughs> but there were a lot of fun 90s songs like How's It Gonna Be by Third Eye Blind, which I feel like of all the Third Eye Blind songs overused in movies, that's not one of them. Also, I'm a Bitch by Meredith Brooks. Yes. Dreams by the Cranberries. Classic. Kids in America, like you mentioned, is in Clueless. Which is in Clueless. Yeah. yeah. Wild. Wild. And something that wouldn't have been timely before 2022 or after, like that was perfectly placed in this teen moment was Brutal by Olivia Rodrigo. I thought that that was a great use of Olivia Rodrigo. And I'm having a great use of weed, but I think I could get a little higher. Me too. So we're going to continue talking about the movie after the break. But for now, a smoke break. And we're back from the smoke break. I just realized I have no weed in my bong, so I'm going to light a joint. But we're going to go back into talking about do revenge. But before that, Kayla, you, we since we've been talking about Clueless, you had a Clueless relevant fact oh, that yes. you told us. Yes, I just realized that there's a big monument from the Clueless movie, like in my part of town, the shop where... They're at the liquor store and there's the giant neon clown. When he's robbing her? Yeah, that's very close to me. I drove by it and I was like, oh my God, clueless. Do you live in the valley? I do live in the valley. (laughs) So I guess technically I'm a valley girl now. Everywhere in LA takes 30 minutes. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're just quoting clueless. When I watched this movie, I was longing for clueless. I was missing it. I did think there were some funny lines. I did not yes. write them down, so I'm no. doing a killer job. But <laughs> there, there were, were some moments. lines I thought were funny. I also didn't t- say it yet, but I thought the costume design was very fun. Yes, the costumes were great. It's so over the top and colorful. I really enjoyed that. I think it just, yeah, it something fell flat. There didn't feel a connection to the real world to me, and so I think I just wanted it to go farther into the the farce or... Whatever, yeah. like, because there didn't sure. like, you know, everything kind of just happened easily in certain ways that didn't really ring true at all. Yeah. Like the mushroom scene. Yeah. But I enjoyed yeah. their take on just different little sound bites of like funny things people would say on mushrooms. Yeah. And there was a great cast, great costumes, awesome soundtrack. Like the world was pretty cool. But yeah, the movie itself. It has an 84 on Rotten Tomatoes. It has a 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb. And we're all pretty split on how we feel. So so speaking of, what's everyone's bong rating? Yeah, I agree there was a little bit of a disconnect in those pieces. And then I think one last thing I'd like to say is part of what I think was a big reason I didn't like it very much was the treatment of queerness in it. Ooh. Basically... Yeah, it had all this potential to really say something about like these young queer women and 
sort of relationship dynamics and stuff like that and the implications of someone being outed and what that all meant. And then I felt like the movie kind of didn't actually treat that character in a very good light. And also, like, I think our listeners deserve a bit of a trigger warning for anyone that experiences gender dysphoria. There is a lot of, in the beginning, what I feel is the one popular girl forcing this other girl, Eleanor, to experience gender dysphoria, like putting this lesbian woman and being like, you have to wear skirts and like do your hair like we're doing this makeover. And the whole time, it's so clear how uncomfortable she is with what she's having to wear. And then by the end, she likes it, I guess. But like, I don't know. It just felt like there was a lot to be desired for me as a queer woman in the approach to young queer sexuality. How did you guys feel about it? Um. Well, the dysphoria stuff about her having to like cut her hair, dye her hair, wear girly clothes. I hadn't even thought about that, but I totally see what you're saying. I felt good about like it being like a queer revenge story. Like that was kind of fun for me was like her getting revenge on the girl that outed her and like made her out to be some kind of pervert because she was queer. And like, yeah, I feel like she does get that revenge in some ways. And it felt kind of satisfying for me. Yeah, you're right. And I also like the girl that Eleanor had a crush on, Max's sister. Mm -hmm. I thought she was super cute. Like I was like into their into their whole vibe. And it just had a typical like you're right. It didn't really say anything like or do anything. I don't know. Maybe it didn't like advance the queer narrative in any way. But it was like just classic movie teen tropes, just that they were queer, which I thought is kind of fun. But it was a good gay kiss in a teen movie. I'll say that. There's a gay kiss, yeah. But sure, I guess that could have, like, left something to be desired. I guess the... Shit, what was her name? Maya's character's name? Eleanor. Eleanor. I didn't read Eleanor as being that against the plan. And I guess it was the reveal, especially, it would seem that she was pretty, like, in tune with all of it. But maybe that's me not Seeing. But she also is portrayed as a little evil. So then it's like, okay, now our queer character is the evil one. Yeah. But she was also, her character was the psycho in the Alfred Hitchcock movie. So like, she was playing a pretty cool role. Yeah. But then it was like, oh, our only, our gay character is now a psycho. Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But. See, I guess to me, this is how I'm hearing this. To me, it sounds like it's to me showing that the movie didn't go far enough with having them be awful people. Maybe. Yeah. Because the fact is, and maybe I'm just overseeing the cruel intentions aspect, which like, I mean, talk about a problematic movie, but like they are very bad, like unpleasant people in that. And I sort of, I took it as that's what this was supposed to be, is they're supposed to be like, they're not like it's, they're just bad people. Like everything they're doing should be in bad taste. But I don't think it went quite far enough. But then it's making you hate a young gay woman and a minority, like first generation person. I mean, I guess if you could use the word hate, but do you like watch Cruel Intentions and hate Sarah Michelle It's like an iconic character. I feel like they're trying to go more for the like, if it had been successful making yeah. like this iconic bitch, they're bitches, but you love them sort of. I guess that's how I yeah. saw it. It's sort of trying to take those tropes and make them 
Right, because they were also making references to Fatal Attraction and Glenn Close and all that. Yeah. It's like, why can't those be? But I mean, this is an interesting conversation. There's not the right or the wrong, right? It's like the same of like, but never mind, we should probably move on. No, I like it. All in all, I'd say the writing was spotty. There were some good moments. The music was great. And for my bong rating, is it okay if we do bong ratings now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My bong rating is 2.5. Two and a half hits. Yeah. Rips. Two Um, and a half rips. I'm going to go 2.9. So almost three full rips, but I just don't (laughs) quite finish that last one. And that's me. I'm being really generous because I think it, for whatever reason, didn't make me angry, but I didn't think it was very good. Man, knock 30 minutes off that movie. I would have gone above a three easily, easily, because who cares? But it's too long. I'm going to go three. (laughs) Phoebe out. (laughs) I'm going to go three out of five bong rips. Round three for me. Round three for you. I was going to go for around three, but. Yeah, I'll go for around three. I watched the movie. It was. <laughs> I watched. I finished the movie. it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It was just such a marathon to get through it. <laughs> it was. I remember pausing it because I needed to get up and do something real quick and going, thinking there was only 10 or 15 minutes left. Exactly. And there was 40 minutes still left. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> But I, I'm giving it three, three solid rips. I liked the costuming. I liked the referential humor. And I liked the kind of bad bitchness of it. There you go, stoners. Let us know what you thought of the movie. Yeah. I don't, or don't watch it. It's up or to you. Or don't watch it. But I know at least <laughs> we've had one or two people suggest it. So I hope you don't feel like we shit all over it. We oh, do. sorry. No, I think we appreciate the, uh, I can see, I can see both why people sides. Like yeah. But we're a two side podcast. Speaking of things that we like, <laughs> I have a little segment for the end here, and it's called Who's Your Plug? Who's your plug, man? Who's your plug, man? And it's basically, I'm going to plug something, which is this, it's got a get Beethoven flavor to it. Mm, <laughs> I love get baked Toven. Oh, if you're new here, and if you're new around here, we have a segment called "Get Baked Oven," where we get baked and listen to classical music. Yeah, and I got some fucking dank classical music for you guys. Oh! So this dank. This guy is a pianist called Cyprian Katsaris. He's a French Cypriot virtuoso pianist, teacher, and composer. So this dude was born in 1959, and he's just fucking amazing. And it's another artist that I stumbled on because at my work, I have to find YouTube videos and like stream them to certain people. And one of the things that I have to pick is a midday matinee for Saturdays and Sundays, which is like promised to be a live performance. And so I found this live performance and I kind of just had it on in the background while I was programming it. And all of a sudden at work, I found myself like, fucking rocking out to this insane (laughs) piano music and so today after work i was like i'm gonna get baked and watch this and i smoked and jeff hit his pen and we ate dinner and we're watching this and it blew our fucking minds (laughs) so i'm about to 
introduce you to Cyprian Katsaris. This is live in Budapest, and he's playing Bach and Mozart, and he has a whole symphony orchestra backing him up. The Gior Philharmonic Orchestra, conducted by Kalman Berkus. So I'm going to take you to a couple different moments. Oh my God, cool. It's like a two-hour concert. Yeah, it's like a full concert. That's what I have to program for my work. Okay, so this guy is crazy. Here we go. Okay, so that's one part. Mm. Does he even need that sheet of music he has? Probably not. (laughs) He's probably played it like 10 million times. Okay, and this is the other part that I just thought is so beautiful. person coughing (laughs) they're just smoking weed (laughs) (laughs) i'm just imagining them super fucking baked (laughs) i would love to be at this live baked it'd be so cool I just had to share that because, yeah, it just slayed. You know what I thought was kind of cool? I felt like he kind of looks like Johann Sebastian Bach. <laughs> I thought the same thing, Kayla. His hair is given off, like, genius vibes. He has Ooh. genius yeah. hair, right? Imagine if he was wearing, like, 1700s garb. Like, he yeah. would look like that dude. <laughs> Bach in the flesh. Wait, did you say Beethoven? I said Bach. 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 Bach in the flesh. Bach Haba. Bach All right. I think that brings us to the end of our episode. Hey, did you guys know that we have a Patreon? 
I did. No. Well, I mean, now I do. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's weird, Stephanie. You've recorded for it many times. I have. <laughs> but I just wanted to sound. You wanted to play the part. You wanted to play along with my plug. Yeah, I wanted to play along with your plug. Well, if you want to join us over there, it's really fucking fun. Steph has been there the entire time, <laughs> even though she pretends not to be. And it's a really great way to get extra content from us, plus other perks, while also helping us continue to do this podcast. We would really appreciate it. Patreon.com slash stonerchicks. And hey. For as little as $3 a month, you can help us out and get bonus episodes and smoke sessions with us and all sorts of great stuff. And we get more personal over there on Patreon. Yeah, we get a little under the sheets, if you know what I'm a saying. A little sussy. <laughs> <laughs> I give out secret family recipes. <laughs> All sauces. <laughs> All sauces, baby. <laughs> Who's taking it out? Should Kayla. I? Kayla. You can also go to our website, stonerchickspodcast.com. It'll link you anywhere you want to go. You can sign up for our newsletter on there, which is written by Stephanie. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No secret recipes on there, but there's all kinds <laughs> of great stuff. Usually we're giving out like music recommendations. What else do we give out on there? I talk about if you're in the Seattle area, talk about live shows that we're in or now in L.A. If Kayla's doing shows, uh, if you're in (laughs) (laughs) in the future, darling. And also weird science non-facts and music recs. Did we already say that? We did. Sometimes I do movie movie stuff. Phoebe here. (laughs) (laughs) We're so baked. Well, Um, find that at stonerchickspodcast.com. And you can buy a t-shirt. Oh, yeah. We got merch on there. You also can get merch on Patreon. You can see our Instagram at Stoner Chicks Podcast. Twitter at Stoner Chicks Pod. Broccoli Broads on Twick Talk. Oh, Twickety Talkity. <laughs> you guys. I love this. And Facebook for 2069, baby. <laughs> and you can send us snail mail. P.O. Box 80586, Seattle, Washington, 98108. Kayla is belligerently stoned right now. (laughs) We'd also love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you do, we might read it on the podcast. We would love that. We'd also love if you gave us five stars over on Spotify. (laughs) That would be great. Oh, is this hilarious or annoying to listen to, I wonder? (laughs) We'll find out. Maybe both. (laughs) Hey, Kayla, do you have a question? Yeah, 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 yeah. Stephanie, what do stoner chicks always say? Um. (laughs) Oh, I know. (laughs) Smoke your weed and watch a movie. And if you you don't like it too much, it's okay. (laughs) Thanks for listening all the way to here. (laughs) Goodbye. Love you. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. 